Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today. I am here with my most amazing guest. You're going to love him. Jeff Van is in the house. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing good, Michelle. Always good vibes here with you and your tribe. So looking forward to getting into some stories and hopefully inspiring people. Nice. So I was absolutely fascinated with your story when I first heard it. So I am going to let you have the honors of going to give us the... History, who you are, your 5,000 foot view of what exciting projects you're working on right now and how'd you get there? It's three and one. Yeah, for sure. So if if you're like me, you grew up and we're kind of handed a, a certain script or a certain map to follow, right? We, we don't choose our name. We don't choose where we're born. And a lot of times don't choose our school maybe until we get to college. So I, I fortunately grew up in a, in a, in a fine middle-class home, this, that, and the other. I'm here in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. But uh. Yeah, so I went, did high school, uh, loved surfing, got really into that. Something unique about where I live, walking distance to the beach and had the chance to surf the wonderful Atlantic Ocean all my life. Anyways, I was always fascinated with technology. I got a degree in computer science, minor in graphic design, and boom, I get out into the corporate world. And the corporate world wasn't exactly a breath of fresh air. You know, here I am in my early 20s. You know, it is your high school, college, all these options, all these possibilities. And uh, it could just be a grind. So I, I ended up working at a big municipality here in town, water, wastewater, electric. And I was in the IT department with my computer science degree. So we're talking this 2000 person company, this 200 uh, person IT department. And I really enjoyed the people I work with. I didn't uh, quite like the civil service style vibes. Um, people get pretty lazy. But worse than that, though, was being a surfer, living out at the beach, you know, spring would come and I'd have this unholy like 35 40 minute drive then you know i park in the parking garage downtown like four flights up go down those flights of stairs try not to get run over crossing the street downtown and then into this giant monolithic like 19-story building where it hung out on the 13th floor and it just got soul stifling out after a while but more than that um i i rose to leadership pretty quickly in the, the it team so i was kind of like interim director and um i remember sitting with 10 of us at this this leadership meeting picture an old like city style building with the the brown wood paneling and things like that like clean and well maintained which is old um probably like 60s vibes or even older but uh i remember looking across the table my colleague richard and richard he was maybe eight years out of retirement it was a pension plan there and he just he didn't make much more money and it was a pension plan so i'm like man i gotta do this for like 25 more years so here I am at that time, you know, six years into it or so in my mid-20s. And granted, it was that, like the stable job, a job where it was like, go for it, recession-proof, this, that, and other. But uh, yeah, it just didn't inspire me and it kind of crushed my soul. So I was married, had one kid, and I hatched a plan to go out on my own and, uh, you know, just see if I could make it and see if I could escape that and have that autonomy. So that journey started back in 2005. And that's when I started uh, the web design and digital marketing agency I run today. Nice. That's awesome. 
So it's usually one of my last questions, but because you've already tapped into it, I'm going to ask you, so at what point did you know that you were that special kind of crazy enough to become an entrepreneur? Like what snapped? Was it staring at the ocean through the glass going, I should be out there? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, I always knew I could do it on my own. And, and, and frankly, like in these day and times, it's never been easier to go out on your own, to start your own thing, to have your own gig. And, you know, people are like, oh, it's so risky to go out on your own. But let's just say you're the mortgage industry or like I was in the computer science, computer programming industry. Like if you give it a solid go and you can kind of wiggle through a year, you know, if you fall flat on your face, you could always go back. Like I left on really good terms there. So I don't want to say it was a risk free adventure, but, you know, I had enough time and energy and a little bit of savings saved up. And I, I moonlighted for about six, seven months. I I stacked up uh, some projects and some revenue. Little did I know what happens when projects don't finish on time to the cash flow. Plenty of stories there. But um, yeah, I just thought I'd just give it a go because if I failed, I could always go back. There's always jobs in corporate. And and granted, after a year, my skill set wouldn't be irrelevant. So uh, I don't know. I was just desperate to do it. I think I don't know about you, Michelle, because you're an entrepreneur with Brad. But like, I don't know, autonomy and that freedom is normally one of the main drivers. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I am a freedom fighter at all costs, <laughs> almost to the point of rebellion. But yeah. yeah. And so I wanted that autonomy and I, I didn't want to be told like when to wake up, what to wear, how to dress, where to be. And it was so wild after like leaving corporate, like I, I'd still like want to start work at eight or something. I'd feel guilty for going surfing for a couple hours, but that changed over time. Yeah, it's like, no, I don't feel so guilty anymore. Nice. So describe to him what do you, what's life like now? Yeah, so I was going to fast forward to that. So I've been at this since 2005. So we're talking 16 years. But in the last few years, I really kind of cracked the code on uh, leadership. And I was able to get entirely out of the day-to-day -day operations. So we do web design and online marketing. So I think building websites, hosting websites, supporting them, and online marketing could be running email campaigns, paid ads, all those different things. But I was able to get out of the day-to-day -day and... Um, long been out of the finance, meaning I, I still have dashboards and, and see certain things. And then finally got out of sales too. So yeah, I got to the point where the agency could run with about eight hours of involvement per week. And I achieved that last year. Um, in the few years before that, and this is my kind of metric, I want control over my time and energy, right? I mean, mm -hmm. isn't that ultimately what we want? And, um, you know, I get the value of hard work, this, that, and other, but in building this thing, I never really worked more than 40 hours a week. And, um, honestly, my team, a lot of them work 35 hours a week. We've set it up so uh, you don't have to work 40 hours. You can pick the hours you want. And what we do is if someone hits capacity at 35, you know, we'll bring on that other person or whatever instead of like 40, 50 hours a week. So this whole thing of like you have to work so hard to like succeed. Yeah, you get more if, if you put in the hours perhaps, but it's more about like the output and like what you're creating with those hours you spend. And evidence of that would be like, like Steve Jobs uh, versus myself. He had, we both had 24 hours a day. Look at the output we both made. So I think a lot of times like, um, you know, working yourself to the bones overrated and you can leave one mousetrap of corporate only to build your own. So I started out doing everything, literally every sale, every web design, uh, every code. But then I realized like things were just draining me. I didn't like them anymore. I was never good at them. So I just slowly fired myself from every position. So um, I'm to the place where yeah, I can't walk away uh, from the business and just forget about it entirely. But yeah, um, I've, I've gotten like the eight to 10 to 15 hour weeks in on the reg, especially in this past year. 
Nice. I love it. So I'm going to take you in kind of two different directions, <laughs> maybe not at once, but because one is it's super exciting for me what you do for your clients and how that all pans out. So I want to talk to that as well. But I know a lot of our listeners are fantasizing about having your lifestyle and what it takes to be able to um, position their business in such a way that they can do that. Because to me and in my experience, there is no business where you can't do that. It's just that the business owner doesn't uh, take a look at their business and say, okay, how do I build it out so that I can? So for sure with you. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a couple ways to do that. The, I've, I'll, I'll give you a key example for my industry, which people will be able to relate to. So, you know, building out websites, right? You got to do the sale. You got to, you know, support it and host it afterwards. But the chunk of it is like building that website out. So, um, at the time it would take about 40 hours to build out a website. So let's just say I was doing, you know, six in a month, right? That's 240 hours of just the coding part. So I found over time that while I like coding, that was what I was trained in. It just took too much time. And uh, coding was something pretty concrete to hire for, even to hire overseas for. And so like, that's the first one that I got off my plate, right? So I've gone from it taking 50 hours of my time and now I just have to manage it and take 10 hours um, of my time. So instead of landing five jobs, now I'm going to get, um, you know, just drowned in 200 hours of work over a period of time. All of a sudden, I'm taking those five jobs, knowing that over time, it's only going to take 50 hours. So, you know, getting out of the day to day and doing the work is key. And then the second thing is, if you're managing accounts and you're customer facing, it's really hard to focus on and have the time and margin to focus on like how to grow the business and where to take it and have that energy there and just cater to all the client demands because those are somewhat unpredictable and seesaw. So I found that a getting you know rid of the technical work as soon as I could, because a lot of times pretty easy to outsource. And then B, uh, getting off that account management freed up so much time. And then, you know, I could go, on to grow the other parts of it, right? Which the last thing I got off was was sales, which took some years, but you know, that one was taking a lot of time too. So yeah, just taking an account of your time, going, where could someone do this better? Where's a part where it's pretty easy to checklist outsource or, you know, it's behind the scenes. So like the first part of the business that, you know, I'm getting my hands off doesn't fall directly to the customer. Like it goes through a little filter. That's a great place to start, you know, firing yourself. Nice. So was your priority the things that you didn't like doing, the things that you were spending the most amount of time doing, or was there some other filter that you were using to predict that? Yeah, for sure. So I think at the very beginning, it was just stuff was just eating a ton of my time because I was doing everything, right? And I didn't have the means to like, you know, hire out for finances or certainly not hire out for sales. So it was just in delivering the work. And then um, certain things I just mastered and I just got sick of and I wasn't passionate about them anymore. And some were like harder to get get taken over by people like the account management, the customer facing stuff. So I would say pure practicality at first. If you're an entrepreneur and you're solopreneur in it, like look at those things. You're just eating your lunch, eating your time, whether you like them or not, like get those off your plate. And then secondly, like look at the stuff that is eating a lot of your time. Perhaps you're, you're, you've mastered it and someone else can do it better and you can train them or you're just a little bit burnt out of it. And then lastly, there's certain things I was never good at. Like I'm not a CPA by nature. So like in, in invoicing and collections and cash flow is always hard for most entrepreneurs. Normally we're the more creative, like, you know, feast or famine, like set things on fire, <laughs> not types. So like stuff you're not good at, like as soon as you can afford some of it, like, you know, obviously having someone your, do your taxes, we get our books balanced every month by our CPA. So she takes care of a lot of our financial work. So that those were the three categories. Thanks. I love that. And as you would outsource a CPA, 
obviously I highly recommend outsourcing your marketing because you can't hire, well, you could hire somebody to, to do everything, but it's so much easier to outsource it and get somebody to allocate those jobs of what's tech, what's admin, what's creative, all that kind of fun stuff. So I think marketing should be one of the first things that people get rid of because there's people like you that are so much better at it, have a team of people that know what they're doing and can get it done. So talk to us about what you do for your clients. Yeah, for sure. So we are a web design and online marketing agency. I like to describe us as a boutique agency. There's about 10 of us at the time of this recording. So we like to take one comprehensive look at your online presence. So, you know, after the times of the pandemic, not only was online pretty important, a website, perhaps social media could be a key anchor of your business's front door, your business's face. But since the pandemic, even companies that traditionally relied on trade shows or those face-to-face handshakes, all of a sudden they're virtual. All of a sudden that same person's sending an email or all of a sudden that person's on the phone, no handshake, and it gets a lot more impersonal. So, you know, in an email, you click on the footer link and you can easily research and see competitors. So I find that, um, you know, helping businesses like really define who they are and giving the best impression, stacking up against their competitors, better in their competitors is a great start. Um, but it goes beyond just the website. Like once the website's live, there's so many tactics and strategies and they don't, every tactic doesn't work for every industry and client, but I'll just give you a couple like, uh, existing customer base is a great way, right? It's a bird in the hand versus two in the field idea. So like, Every company, to this day, in my opinion, should still be doing some form of email marketing. Um, Every company should have at least something going on on social because as people Google your name or they Google Jeff Venn Create Studios or Michelle Awareness Strategies, if I got it right, like different things come up. LinkedIn comes up, Facebook comes up, the website comes up, right? So at least having your footprint um, branded and you know, kind of cohesive is a great start. And then after that, you can go into the funner stuff. I mean, one, one thing that every business should do, in my opinion, is retargeting, right? So when people visit your site and they leave, they're just going to go. They're not going to come back unless they remember. Or they visit your social media and they leave, they may not see you again. Um, if you have the retargeting set up, you're going to get your ad, your brand right back in front of those people. doesn't have to be salesy, but it could just be, you know, like in our case, like download a website audit guide, how to audit your own website, or, you know, did you know this tip? So just having that retargeting, those ads follow people around. So once they visit your site, they're tagged in a little cookie and boom, as I go surf the web, I see that ad again. So that's where, after we build out the site, we get all the digital presence together, all the social media reviews and reputations website then we start fine-tuning it and going all right how are you making sales online can you use paid ads to drive traffic um things like that nice love that and yeah and peeps if you didn't catch that retargeting thing i'm sure you guys know what retargeting is by now but it's basically when you have a conversation about something in front of google and all of a sudden you start seeing ads for it everywhere (laughs) Uh, that's retargeting it's not really that magical but um yeah, we like to tease people. Yeah, it it's <laughs> it's the great thing about retargeting is it's cheap, right? Because you're only showing it to people who visit you and you only pay when they click. So it's like, it's kind of a no-brainer to go do. Absolutely. I love that. So um, any particular projects right now that you're working on that you're like, oh my God, this is fantastic. Like who's your ideal client and what kind of fun stuff are you guys working on? Yeah, so we do a lot in the medical industry. So like say orthopedic practice, podiatry, internal medicine and hospitals. So we've done some beautiful sites, particularly here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, One that we're super proud of, and this is a cool story. So this is in the construction space, but uh, JB Coxwell, um, J as in John and B as in boy, jbcoxwell.com. 
And they are a true success story. Back in the early 80s here in Jacksonville, Florida, this guy, JB, starts out with this bulldozer, right? And he's doing site prep work. So like road interchanges or before a strip mall comes in, everything below the ground to get it ready. All the drilling, leveling, you know, all the, the sewer, the drainage, the plumbing. This guy starts out in 82 with just a bulldozer. And, you know, within 20 years, there's hundreds and hundreds of employees. Some of those, um, like, iconic places like the Jacksonville Stadium, or if you're driving on I-95, the walk-in with Jacksonville, they built these things. So they're a very good established company, family values, true success story. So they had us come out and we got to do the whole uh, rebrand of their site. We got to go to all these, you know, what would look really boring on photo, but when you take a drone, right, and you go over the stadium, all of a sudden it looks super cool. Or you take this uh, beautiful road interchange they did when the lights are right and you you come flying in. So we got to do the video work. We got to shoot all their portfolio pieces. The staff, they didn't really want to be photographed, right? They're like, define themselves as good old boys and they wear their construction hat. And they don't want all that. So we got creative. They had all these branded hats for JB Coxwell. So we put those all out in the executive table and like that's a shot on the banner image. And we got them kind of candid in their outfits they'd normally wear, right? Because they're normally not in a suit. We got them out uh, in front of some of their equipment, this, that, and other. So even like the executive shoots turned out real well. And since then, um, big thing for them is hiring, right? So they have hundreds of people, construction still kind of blowing up. So we stay active on their social media, like talking about their values, talking about job opportunities and things like that. So jbcoxwell.com is one site that we really enjoy doing. That is awesome. So brings up a question. If somebody's say not in Jacksonville Beach, would you guys be willing to work with somebody to do say a, a shoot project management and go, okay, this is the kind of stuff we need. We'll work with your videographers or whoever and to get the content that they need and you guys kind of work with it and make it pretty and put it all together or how does that yeah, for sure. So a lot of times like high flying fancy video is uh, not necessary. Like we'll work with like, say, you know, a psychology practice or a financial planner, right? So it's pretty easy to get those like professionally done shots, but we'll work on building out that beautiful website with all the design elements and things like that. So yeah, definitely not limited to working local. And a lot of times uh, a company doesn't need that many like original high quality videos or, or uh, image assets. But sometimes they're super fun to do. <laughs> oh yeah, and when you get sure. them, what, what kills me is that sometimes it doesn't take a whole lot, like a one minute sizzle reel on a website can make an, a huge impact because if that's what separates you from the competition is you went like and did that one little step to go above and beyond people see that they're like oh my god this is epic you guys are fantastic it doesn't have to be hugely expensive it's just the money that you get off of that to me if it's a well done well positioned uh, sizzle reel can do a ton for people so and they're super fun to have you can yeah, repurpose sure. those suckers everywhere so these days it's never been easier to stand up a website. Say you got Squarespace or, you know, GoDaddy website builder or whatever, but say you are a psychologist or a financial planner or coach launching out on your own, you know, just taking the template, using the, the cheesy business stock photography and all the elements that are there is a real easy way to look like everybody else. So even if the video's not of the highest quality, like just getting like, you know, if the picture's worth a thousand words, how much is a video worth? like getting video out there or taking that time to get enough like lifestyle shots in original photography. Someone will just follow you around for a few hours and, you know, get beyond the shot that makes you just look like a realtor, you know, like that. So I find that the power of like a beautifully designed site, like original imagery, not stock photos. And then two, lastly, adding the video, it makes for a pretty compelling presence because a lot of, a lot of people won't go that far on their website. Nice. 
So what might somebody, what might be the stumbling blocks that somebody has right now and they're thinking, oh my God, Jeff, I need you so badly. Like stumbling blocks in terms of like what problems they're facing? Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, going out and building a website, even with those template services, like it's 30 hours of work. And that's before you learn how to like drag an image up there, resize it, or, you know, on mobile, all of a sudden this font's going over there. So like the do it yourself approach can work. I mean, if you truly like need to bootstrap it, do it, but just the time involved, let alone having an eye for design, right? Um, oh, yeah. let alone being a copywriter, a brand, or even having and wanting time for that. And then once the website's done, like it's gotta be tested, it's gotta be buttoned up. And there's a lot, like a lot of ideas you'll be missing on, you know, how to really draw people in or what sections to have. A lot of times, you know, it's hard to describe ourselves, our, our personal like company brand, right? It's really abstract. So having a third party there interviewing you on what you're good at, who do you serve this, that, and other. And then we have, you know, over 15 years of expertise, like pulling that out of people and putting it into a visual way that fits with the times that works great on mobile. So I would say that whole thought process, process in a loop is there. And then once it's live, it's a lot to keep up with, you know, like, do I go on all the networks or there's some givens like you're going to go on LinkedIn. I still find Facebook, at least as far as business networking is pretty good. Do I go on Twitter? You know, do I go on TikTok? All these things like we can help you navigate those waters and get you back to things that are really practical, but that are all buttoned up. So when someone does go into your LinkedIn profile, like the banner, there's beautiful, like your professional headshots in there, like that description is compelling and kind of matches the compelling content on your website. So once again, that seamless um, experience online, that's, that'd be hard to do on your own. I mean, heck, if I had to sit down and do it by myself, I couldn't, it'd take too long. <laughs> exactly. I'm going, I don't even do that by myself. You don't do yeah, it by yourself. I, no way. Tons of people that do yeah. that. It's just way easier to take somebody's expertise and, and get them to draw that out of you. I love that. That is awesome. So obviously this has to do with scaling your business, getting all of that marketing off of your plate. I mean, and talk to me about the scaling of that, because I say marketing and I mean this huge, expansive thing. Like how important was it for you to get your own marketing off of your personal plate so that you weren't doing it anymore? Yeah, for sure. So, well, here's, here's one, a lot of businesses, um, you know, may, may, may face if they're, they're like I was like at first, like it's all word of mouth and customer referrals, but that can be inconsistent at times. And at certain times, that's not like a predictable way to grow. And it may not get beyond the personalities of the leadership team or the business owner. So as far as scaling goes, yeah, you got to step out. You got to get into a niche. You got to get um, ad campaigns that, that funnel people through. You got to get the email marketing going, all those touches going through and kind of really build up that base to scale. So uh, as far as like getting marketing off our plate, yeah, fortunately we work with like a lot of great people and have great internal resources. So together we kind of form our own team and we can cover all those elements, the social media, the email marketing strategy, the paid ads, like how often should we refresh our website? So fortunately, as we're a marketing company, we've been able to do it for ourselves. Nice. So the cobbler's children have shoes. Yay. We do awesome. actually. <laughs> we're actually about to we, while we certainly specialize in like um medicals like a probably about 60 cents of every dollar that comes in a lot of legal financial um lawyer type stuff we're we're about to like lock down and specialize in a few industries um and i don't know exactly what those are yet but you know specialization is uh key for you know repeatability and things like that so we're actually kind of over time have drank our own kool-aid from like you know, just getting whatever I can for my personal network to that extending to 
on and on. So yeah, marketing is an evolution. Um, and like you said, it, it is a big thing and we should keep our eye on that ball. Um, love it. And hugely important. I know that for me personally, as I was building up the company, it was, it then became the thing that got the attention. It's like, okay, now I have to decide as business owner, what do I want to do to market my company and then take the time to redirect the team to actually do our own marketing because it's super simple to say, oh, well, look, our clients are paying for our services. We need to pay attention to them. You need to pay attention to your own marketing. Like it's, it's, uh, it is one of those things that if you want consistent revenue, regardless of if you're a seasonal company, regardless if there's a, um, a moment where, you know, maybe as soon as school starts, everybody starts going back to the dentist or whatever the case might be or right the week before, because, you know, every 15 year old loves to have braces put on the week before high school starts. Um, but so we know there's these ebbs and tides in our, in our services, but there doesn't need to be ebbs and tides in your income and your revenue. That's me. Yeah, it's hugely important. Um, if somebody, well, we know that our peeps love you and those who love you want to get a hold of you. They want more of you. Um, how would they go about getting a hold of you? Yeah. So the easiest way is just to go to createwebstudios.com. That's like web, like website and stu studios with a S. So createwebstudios.com. And then my name's Jeff Venn, V is in victory, E-N-N. So you can go to jeffvenn.com. Uh, not only do I love uh, having the marketing agency, but I like to mentor young entrepreneurs and I also like to speak on podcasts on, you know, entrepreneurship, leadership, and things like that. So createwebstudios.com and jeffvenn.com -E are the two places I can be reached. Awesome. And I know you, as you're in marketing, you got tons of freebies and ways to get in and connect with you and touch points and all that kind of fun stuff. So go check out createwebstudios.com and jeffven.com. You will love them as much as we do, I'm sure of it. So any parting words for our peeps? Uh, no, one thing they can get at createwebstudios.com is we uh, have a five pillar website audit. A lot of times business owners haven't, you know, they, they've gone live with their site years ago. They haven't really assessed where they're at with their online reputation or what comes up when, you know, their names Googled or their company names. So we have a beautiful five pillar website audit that they may be interested in. It just takes an hour of time and the, the results will kind of give you some vision for the future and some areas of improvement and it's comprehensive. So that is out there on createwebstudios.com. Nice, I love that. Super important to do peeps. And especially if you're blowing and going, do it every year because you never know what happens in a year in technology anymore. Awesome, it has been super fabulous to have you here, Jeff. I appreciate your time, your effort and uh, your extensive knowledge though, that's fantastic. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. If you know anyone who would make a great guest for the show or a great podcast for Jeff to be on, if you have any questions or topics you'd like me to discuss, reach out to me at michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I am all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support they need to make it in business. As such, I have Taking Your Business Digital Q&A every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Mountain. To register for that, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash digital. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L. I look forward to meeting you and actually finding out how you are. So see you on the flip side.